Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, lockdown kindness, conversational slang, and we are joined by Ruth Shoes from Curious Human. Good morning and welcome to Friday the uh, 3rd of March. Yes. March, April. Sorry, April. I've, 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 I've even forgotten what month it is. Um, I hope you're. Oh, my dude, I forget what day it is half the time. It is my dude. You are using dude a lot more since you mentioned the use of the word dude. Oh well, yeah, I feel like it's appropriate. Um, should we should we do the the normal thing and check whether our audio is working? Yes, that'd be okay. that'd be amazing. Uh, thanks to Russell and Desmond for tuning in. We should we should be starting uh, very soon. Um, we're going to check the audio in a minute. Thanks to Fran. Andy for tuning in, and we we ah. got audio, so we're we're all good to go. I started the watch party on the wrong episode. I am joined by a girl who I haven't got an intro for this morning. It's Charlotte Dames. Wow, well, you're always unprepared <laughs> as me. Have yeah. you got an intro? Um, I'm joined by a man who. Sorry, this is really distracting, and I had one in my head. Uh, have you missed the intro now? Oh, yeah, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. no. I'm joined by a girl who loves um, Instagram so much. She um, she's, she follows loads of Insta famous people, it's Charlotte Dames. Is do that I? Any good? No, I don't know if you do, no. to be honest. However, we are joined by a, a special guest today, uh, a, a lady who puts the positive in positive psychology. It's Ruth. Hi, Ruth. How are you? Hi. Good morning. Lovely to be with you today. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, it's really, it's really good to have Double you. Double checking um, But before we, um, Ruth, you, I know you're going to share with us quite a lot about how people can mentally uh, endure and uh, um, stay resilient in the current times. But before we do that, just should we do our parish notices? Because I want to say a few thanks. Because um, uh, interestingly, uh, we started this about a week and a half ago. We've never done a Facebook Live on the Kindness Project before. We've always been a audio-based yes. affair. Is the affair, word affair? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've been doing it for two years, but we thought we'd uh, trial um, Facebook Live. This and whole quarantine thing. Yeah. Did you remember to put Audacity on? I haven't put Audacity on, but Russell will now have to record it, so thank you for that. Um, but um, we have had, over the last um, few days, about 3,000 views on, uh, on the videos. So thank you for everybody who's tuning in to watch it. Thank you to everybody who, um, who gets involved every single day we run it, because we have loads of comments and questions, and people are really liking uh, to, to get involved. Happy Friday, Nick. Morning. Thanks, thanks for your live comment. And hello to Lucy and Desmond and Russ and Kevin um, and Tina, who are all who are all getting involved. So thanks for um, tuning in and watching. We're going to keep on going. Yeah. Um, uh, not every day, but probably four or five days a week uh, doing this because it's quite a good laugh, isn't it? Yeah, I think we we don't do Thursdays because that's when you've got the Cervello live, and we don't do Saturdays, so we're taking really odd days off. So we're not doing it tomorrow, but we are doing it Sunday. Well, you know what's weird? I'm doing work 
over Easter because it is sort of merged into one. There's no break. And I don't know, I don't know if Ruth would suggest that's a good idea. Ruth, what do you think? Like in this period where there seems to be less structure, should you still take like Easter off? What do you think? Yeah, I I would say it's really up to you. it's really up to you. I mean, there's a lot of evidence that um, if you're in quite an unstructured environment so I'm, I'm doing a lot of work at the moment with people who are struggling to adjust foot to working for home for example yeah so it's quite important if you're one of those people that that struggles in an unstructured environment to give yourself some structure maybe timetable your day yeah. think about it in advance and and get up in the morning get dressed and take weekends off so that you've got some time that's different from working time otherwise especially as we don't know when this is going to end the days can blur one into the other yeah you so need to avoid that if easter's you? always been important for your family i mean a lot of people are doing things online that they would normally be doing face to face in person so you might want to actually cook an easter lunch and and, yeah. and have it with your family with your laptops in front of you on the table wherever yeah. you are yeah. um so that you can still share that time if it's important to you and those people who celebrate easter uh, or other religious festivals yeah. take the time to do that online if if you're not worried by it if it works for you we've all got to do the thing that 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 works for us so if you yeah. want to take easter as, as a normal sort of working time and it works for you and your family i think that's fine yeah no no we that's where work out the way that works best for ourselves yeah and um just a just a quick morning to sarah and i wanted to uh share something sarah shared with me um uh, our guest earlier in the week was uh, the legend in orange, Mr. Andy Fanon, um, the only man I know that can pull off, pull off orange that well. Um, and he was talking about the amazing work that St. Francis Hospice are doing, but how, um, particularly at the moment, it's quite a challenging time to them, for them because all their fundraising events are off. Um, and thank you to our community who just jumped on that and like said, "Well, look, we're going to help you out. We're going to start. Um, we're going to start making monthly donations." And O'Dawn and a couple of other people made monthly donations. And Sarah, uh, and we'll put a link to this in the show notes, is making a starting her home work from home business again and making a donation for every order she had. So um, amazing, amazing work. Thank you, Sarah, for doing that um i know the guys at Osbis um will appreciate it and one of the interesting things about this strange situation we find ourselves in ruth is the amount of kindness people are showing to yep. each other it's like this is um and i know it's all about perspective but a, a lot of it it, it seems to have uh, engendered a sort of all in this together sort of attitude what do you think yeah i think it's so important i it, it, what you just said reminded me of a story you i don't know if you remember the last time that we spoke i talked about um virtues in action and using your strengths um, and how that can improve well-being and there's a story about um uh, Nemiak who set up who's one of the chief researchers with martin seligman um and and pedersen on on that project as a as a young boy his mum used to say to him if he was acting acting up a bit she said oh you're really grumpy today go and do something kind for somebody and even though 
um, it, it might seem that people hunker down and as I said people have got very different ways of, of dealing with things doing something for somebody else actually helps you too and, and, yeah. and improves your own well-being improves other people's well-being I think one of the things that's keeping everybody going is this kind of community sense that we're, we're in this together we can help each other mm. and whether that means clapping the NHS at eight o'clock or whether it's it's part of this huge wave of volunteerism that's happening yeah. either in a very local way for our neighbours just helping out people who can't get out of the house and doing shopping that kind of thing or whether it's volunteering for the NHS I think this or fundraising as you've just uh, explained with your with, with your listeners mucking in and thinking right well what can I do and that also boosts our sense of autonomy so so at the moment we're in a situation where perhaps we're feeling really quite out of control in terms of the broad picture so we can't control this coronavirus there are some things that we can do to influence its spread by by remaining socially isolated and, and washing our hands and all the other things that we're being advised to do but what we can do is positively impact on the lives of those around us uh, through through fundraising through volunteering through just helping one another out and yeah. i think that's really important for our well-being yeah, I mean, one of, the, one of the challenges that I face is I've got no practical skill at all. Um, so, so, so this is my positive contribution of trying to trying to help people um, by sharing this story, sharing tips that might be able to help, and uh, and thinking about um, life through a potentially a bit more of a positive framework yes. is is quite useful. Um, yeah. Before we before because we haven't we haven't even, haven't even got on to you telling us a little bit about you. Um, but what I want to do before we do that, Bruce, I want to share this today's not this week because we're not doing it weekend, we're always today's question of the podcast and. Uh, in your introduction, Ruth, I want you to include your answer to this particular question. Um, what um, What's your favourite game show slash quiz show? Now, now I've got a favourite at the moment. Uh, it's House of Games, Richard Osmond's House of Games, uh, which which has turned into a bit of a, a habit, family affair. We all, we all get involved, um, but I I quite like a bit of retro game shows so bullseye is amazing and the best bit about bullseye is when they won the speedboat and they did somewhere in the midlands nowhere near a nowhere near a beach and i always wondered what they did with that speedboat you know what i love when it's um on the price is right but the person looks like they couldn't even get on the motorbike and they won <laughs> and like, well, why why it's like that's why they just look like they couldn't get on the motorbike. Right, right. They looked a bit like, what am I going to get with that motorbike? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, would, would you, you say no to motorbike? No. You always said it, can't you? I've learned to ride a motorbike. Ruth, what's your favourite quiz show? You know, I'm not massively a quiz show person, but I do get myself sneakily addicted to time to time to pointless. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not, not really, really sure why. I quite, quite like the interaction. interaction. I like Richard Osmond as well. Um, the way that he speaks. Um, the, the huge amounts of his knowledge, but I'm much more addicted to, to comedy quiz shows like um, a Q line. That's something I really enjoy yeah. more than sort of the, the, the straight quiz shows. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I just like those little nuggets of information and um, 
the yeah. humor that's that's shown and, and coming away thinking you know those random pieces of information that that that, that stay with you I really, I really do enjoy that qqi is absolutely amazing for that um yeah um nick what is bfh i don't know what bfh is so uh thanks for your live comment but if you can share with us what bfh is that'd be <laughs> that'd be amazing um morning morning dude morning dude, <laughs> morning, dude. i have heard dude a lot more just from you i mean the problem is with his social isolation yeah. is i'm i'm mostly talking to you aren't i so i am hearing the, the, the word dude a lot more um uh, have you, um, Ruth, have you ever used the word dude in a normal conversation? Can't say I Apparently, it's not one of my words. Apparently, the kids are loving it at the minute, the word dude. I, I didn't, I didn't realise. Um, uh, oh, right. Apparently, BFH stands for Bus Fair Home, which is what Jim Bowen used to say on Bullseye. Uh... It is, it is. So it's all good. Ruth, um, can you share with our audience a little bit about you yeah so i run a company called curious human and our mission is to improve resilience and well-being and positive mental health in people under undergoing cultural transition so i work with international teachers international students companies um who who have employees who come from overseas yeah uh, predominantly but also with people who work um, in other cases of transition so I, I do a bit of work with the University of East London with their foundation program I run a coaching program for students who come from non-traditional academic backgrounds um, quite a lot of them um, first generation into higher education and, and coping with the kind of mental dislocation that can happen when you're out of your comfort zone so my, my speciality is culture shock that's really appropriate at the moment because we're all in a kind of culture shock yeah the the what we call our assumptive world the things that we take for granted at the moment all seem to be up in the air so yeah right from how predictable the world is how capable we are in the world um who we are and how we deal with things so and, and how just the world is. So, so essentially, a lot of people might, for example, have an underlying assumptive belief that um, people are essentially good. And, and that's confirmed, perhaps, by their um, recognition of, of, of the volunteering that's going on at the moment. But also, that, that belief might be disrupted by other yeah, like hoarding of basic supplies and and so we're seeing a lot of trauma type reactions i i, I don't know if you you're familiar with the kubler ross curve so that that um it's usually used for bereavement and the stages that people go through from shock denial anger yeah, yeah. um depression um, and then testing new ideas and acceptance and starting to cope with a new reality. And uh, although it's normally presented in a curve, people move backwards and forwards be between yeah. those different 
um, models. So, so for me, this whole coronavirus situation is a culture shock for all of us. And we might find ourselves gripped by those kinds of um, emotions, recognising, getting some perspective on it. So what I do essentially is help people understand when they're in the grip of these different kinds of emotions, that they're normal, that they're human. People tend to think positive psychology is Pollyanna psychology, just looking at the bright side of things. But second wave positive psychology is about accepting and understanding all of our emotions and yeah. being able to put them into perspective. So if you're feeling sad about the things you've lost, I had a huge wave of sadness yesterday. Um, I'd, I'd gone in to get some shopping and run out of milk. And suddenly the whole shopping experience is so different. We, we've yeah. got these um, stickers on the floor. There are perspex sheets. You're having to socially distance, keep away from other people. Suddenly all of your social manners are different. Before it was polite and respectful to greet people and, and, and speak to them. Now respecting others is about moving away from them, giving yeah. them space. Yeah. And, that, that's and there was this uh, background um announcement going on talking about being respectful in terms of how much you were taking of different things and keeping social distancing it felt like being in a movie yeah. and suddenly i was overwhelmed with this grief for just the normal shopping experience the normal world the things that we that we could do without thinking about it and now yeah. suddenly everything we do we're starting to think about we're starting to um question and i think that you know the world can be so so much better in some ways as a result of it you've got teachers thinking about online education and this is this is where the testing part comes in what can you actually do in this situation that feels so out of control and of course then i would use positive psychology which is evidence-based uh, interventions that you can use that will help you uh, to improve your well-being so, at a time when you're really unsettled. So what we what we're gonna do, Ruth, is um, share some practical tips that people can use because uh, I think right. that that's that's the reason we wanted you on because I know okay. that your a lot of your work is around. Um, Helping people cope with change, um, yeah. and I don't think we've been in a in a position as a society where this change has come on so fast and in such an unexpected way. So that that's let's talk a little bit about that um, as we do. But what I wanted to do before we do that, and we'll ask you a few questions about some practical tips you can share. Um, every week on the uh, every week on the show. Uh, every week, every day on the show, there's a fellow that I want to give a shout out to. He delivers every single day. Mr. David Forsdyke gives us his reasons to be grateful slash silver linings. Silver linings. Um, and today's silver linings from Dave has a theatrical theme. Oh, okay. The National Theatre are putting full-length plays on YouTube every day, Thursday, as part of a theatre-at-home programme. Why not try something different from your favourite TV shows and go to the theatre at home instead? Last night's show, One Man, Two Governors, starring James Corden, can be found on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, so YouTube, the National Theatre um, uh, channel on YouTube is releasing a lot of their shows, so that's that's good. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber announced yesterday that he will be streaming one of his musicals each week via his The Shows Must Go on YouTube channel. 
the first one is Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, starring Donny Osmond. Now, you love a good musical, I don't love you? A musical. And what, um, what musical would you want to be? Uh, okay, what, ones, what ones haven't I seen that would be good to see? Uh, Heathers. Heathers. Wicked would be good. Dear Evan Hansen. Have you seen Wicked? No. Anything but Wicked's amazing. Is it good? I loved it. Yeah. What's your favourite musical, Ruth? Well, I, I like all musicals, really. I'm a complete musical fan. Mm-hmm. I, uh, right from the sort of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, I loved Wicked, I loved Kinky Boots. Um, <gasps> but I suppose if I had to have my favourite, it would be Les Miserables, which is probably a bit ironic for a positive psychologist. Uh, you know what? Um, I do like a good cry at times as well, and, and Les Mis, the music's so amazing. That have you seen favorite. that version of One Day More that's going around with the family? Yeah. It's... So funny. It's really proud of that. Loved it. Yeah, I'm not a Lamey's fan. <laughs> you're, you're more I of love. a Hamilton person, aren't I love you? Hamilton's my favourite. Hamilton, and what was the one we saw earlier in the year? Everybody's you know, talking about Jamie. You know that period of time when we could actually go out? Yeah, you know, you remember right, everybody's talking about Jamie. Yeah, we, yeah, that was good. That was really, really good. So, so Angela, those two are on my list of what when everything is back. Those, those, I'd love to see both of them. Yeah, they, they, they are. Br- Hamilton in particular is. It, I, it, I had to stop him from singing along at certain points. Well, you know what? The thing is, I, I like to do my homework. So if you go into a musical, you've got to sort of have a look on Spotify and learn some of the songs. So at least you, you know what's going on. And Hamilton, I just got really into that before we went to see it. Um, and um, also, there, apparently there's, Dave mentions that there's a bunch of live gigs going up on YouTube as well, oh, um, uh, including one of Dave's favourites, Iron Maiden. Not my bag, but um, thank you, Dave, for sharing those silver linings yet again. Um, uh, so, uh, Ruth, talk to us about what we can do practically if we are finding ourselves uh, currently struggling to cope. Um, and again, I think we are in a situation in 2020 where we are, we can be a bit more open about the fact that sometimes every now and again we struggle, which is a good thing. What can we do to frame this situation in the most um, constructive light? Okay, so there are two things that I, I'd share with you. One of them is to do with our mindset. So so thinking about how we can reframe our emotional reactions and get a little bit of, of distance on them. So um, there's there's a little tool that, that you can use. Last time I talked to you about the Calm tool by Greg Onriks. He, he, he has a great blog on psychology today. And he talks about when you have an emotional hijacking um, instead of just going with it, sort of notice your emotions and be curious about why you're experiencing them. So curious and accepting. Instead of having this interior um, mental stream of consciousness, your metacognitive observer going, oh, I hate a coronavirus situation is awful. I hate it. Every day is terrible. I don't know what's going to happen. And, and you've got this, this whole sort of narrative stream just to think, Okay, this is happening. When you're in the when you're in the thick of that, it's yeah. sometimes difficult for people, mm, yeah. me included, to get out of that 
mindset? And how yeah. do you how do you snap yourself out of that? What techniques can you potentially use to do that? Or is it just a matter of being conscious of it and trying to practice it as often as possible? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I don't think we should deny those emotions. It isn't about saying, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this. Because our emotions are part of how we as human beings process things. So I think it's more a case of noticing it and thinking, I'm really upset today. Why particularly today? And there's lots of other models. So is it the uncertainty that I'm worried about? and, and learning to accept uncertainty is, is one of the hardest things about the work that I normally do in, in, in culture shock. Accepting difference, just just saying this is instead of it should be like this. I don't like it. Those kind yeah. of comments can can exacerbate our yeah. emotion, and it's important to sort of recognise it and think, "Oh, I'm really upset today." I wonder why particularly today, and maybe you can relate that to other times. I've been upset before, so we can say, well, I don't have to deal with this because this has never happened to me before, but there are other things in your life that you've learned how to deal with it that you didn't deal with before. We're all very resilient. You know, there are three kinds of resilience, really. One is um, bounce back, so things that have got us down that we've recovered from before, and remembering those strategies that we use. So think, what situation is this? Is it, is it bounce back? Is it sound strong? Just kind of power on through this. I know that it's not going to last that long. This particular thing, and just how on. Um, or is it growing differently? If you think about um, those metaphors as, as a being tree, um, so you've got some trees that, that bend down in the wind of the hurricane and you've got palm trees at the coast and then they bounce back afterwards we've got oak trees that kind of stand up against the storm. The only problem with that, if it goes on too long, then, then if you stand strong in, 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 in anticipation that things will yeah. change and they don't change, quick, you can break. Quick, then quick. Even in that case, you can start to grow differently. You adapt the way you do things to, to the new environment. Yeah. So, so accepting what things you can't change is a real important part of being resilient. So to, to be able to say, all right, in this current situation, this thing I can't change, but this thing in my life I can control, and that's where things like volunteering, kindness for other people, yeah. and also thinking about the bigger picture. So, so when you've got people at home who are homeschooling, for example, and they're thinking, "Oh, I can't, I can't necessarily do fit this in with my work, and it's difficult to get through." Also, think about the way that you're responding and the influence that that has on other people around you, particularly. Yeah children so you're teaching them in your response how to cope with adversity yeah. and even if you find it difficult for yourself it can be really helpful to do that for somebody else to think all right i'm showing my children or i'm showing the people around me in my work team or, or however you're connecting with people at the moment um that dealing with adversity isn't something where i'm just curling up into a ball or, or being very negative or blaming others or blaming myself mm. but actually looking for things that I can control and that I can influence out of them yeah. and being loving and compassionate to myself to other people and then moving forward so that the, the last letters in calm so curious accepting loving and compassionate and then moving forward what can I actually do in this yeah. situation 
thinking about where you put your energy because if we, we only have a limited amount of energy and if you're putting all your energy into um, worrying about things you can't control then you're going to have limited yeah. energy to put into the things that you can do 100%. So, so you know some people have worry jars the things that they can't control they'll they'll write down and they'll they'll put in the worry jar jars are also a good way you know you can have a wish list if you've got children who really want to do something that they can't do physically anymore like going to visit grandparents or playing in in the park or with their friends you can get that wish written down put it in the wish jar uh, for things that we will be able to do together in the future once this yeah situation i think i think interestingly that you know, there's a couple of things that really resonate with me. Number one, I read a lot of Stoic philosophy, and one of the tenets of Stoic philosophy is don't worry about stuff you can't change. You know, because easier said than done, no. But um, but actually, over the over the last four or five years, where I've been reading a lot of this, actually, you your brain starts to adapt to yeah. think go go to that to the first influence and i love that future thinking stuff you know like even though you can't do it now where are you storing the things that you're gonna do when yeah. all this is over you know it's uh it's, it's one of those like what, what's helping me at the minute is knowing that these two shall pass you know we, we, yeah. it, it, it might not short term but over the longer term it will and uh, yeah. what what are we going to get excited about when we when we do it but it's interesting right. you talk about that um be strong um like accept change and then sometimes just accept that this is sometimes a bit rubbish i think yeah. I, certainly for me my combination is going to be all three and I, I, I think most people are like that right some in some ways they'll adapt in some ways they'll stay strong and sometimes it will get too much right and it's it's saying well which strategy will work now yeah. and then the other thing i think that that's really helpful if, if you look at um positive psychology research martin seligman identified um five areas and then Peggy Quern and Michelle McQuaid added a sixth that people can actively work on improving. So the first is positive emotions and that exercise you did in gratitude. Um, sometimes with gratitude, if you're thinking of things that you're grateful for, people who are depressed can find that that makes things worse. So, so I tend to use instead the three good things exercise. So what are three good things that have happened to you in the last 24 hours? And that can be anything from enjoying the taste of a cup of coffee, being able to sit outside for 10 minutes in the garden, um, speaking online to somebody that you care about finding out that the national theater are, are showing um plays yeah. that you can you can tune into so so that at the end of the day you're scanning your day for things that were good in it instead of all the things that, that worry you yeah. which is um, yeah. tends to be a default human it's, position it's, a bit. it's, it's where you um, focus so positive, is... looking for things in your life that will generate positive emotions yeah it's and where... the second one is engagement so things like music art sport exercise in the garden cooking that absorb you and that challenge you at the same time mm. okay yeah, that... one is relatedness so how are you connecting with other people we humans are really social human beings and we we like that connection 
Um, some people like sort of physical big parties and, and it's amazing to see the innovation for people that like those big groups, what they're doing now. They're having virtual pub quizzes, yeah. they're having sing-alongs, karaoke, they're having um, virtual parties. All of that's fantastic for well-being. Yeah, amazing. That's that's really good. Thank you so much for sharing those tips. That was really good. And I know the last time we got together for the audio version of the Kindness Project, and we'll make sure we uh, we put those episodes on the show notes. Um, you are the only you. I mean, you you are the only person with with an interview where we've had to spread it over three whole episodes because <laughs> we just spent like two hours having a really good chat about psychology well-being looking after yourself um some of it academic but also a lot of it super super practical so i i, I, I just want to say thanks thanks for coming on thanks for sharing your knowledge uh, i'm sure there's going to be people out there who want to take a look at what you do so where can people find find out a bit more about you okay so my uh, website is curious curious-human.co.uk um, but also connect with me on, on linkedin Hughes on linkedin because i'll post a, um, a lot of the things that i do there I've, I've recently done some talks for boarding schools association and english uk and um, the english language coaching association and, and all of those links are, are available on, on linkedin um, but yeah, by, by all means, get in touch with me. My email's office at curious-human.co.uk. Happy to answer any questions for anything that's come up today. Amazing. Thank you very much, uh, Chris and Charlotte, for having me on. Amazing. No, we've absolutely loved it. And what we'll do is once we've uh, given it to somebody a lot more technical than us, you'll get a copy of this video nicely edited so you can uh, you can use it as and when you, you need to. So thank you for that. Ruth, stick around. It is the end. It is the end of the podcast. It is the end of the podcast. So we're going to share some, some of the amazing answers we've had um, on um, on Facebook and Twitter about people's favourite um, game shows. Um, so let me just let me find just that find that post. And what I'm going to do, just to just so we've got a bit of music in the morning, is I'm going to try and find the theme tunes for those game shows while we're at it. So let me just, I'm going to drag that one. I, you know what? I I, I don't know what I did um, without just two screens at the same time. Ruth, have you got multiple screens? Are you a are you a no, two? No, I don't. I'm afraid I'm I. Just on my laptop at the moment. That's that's all I've got. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of yeah. I can I can sort of do a bit of dragging and dropping, which is which is quite useful, right? So uh, Charlotte's going to read them out, and while she's oh, reading them out, okay. I'm going to try and find um, the uh, the YouTube. So that so let's have a look. We um, every time <laughs> every time we ask a question, we uh, we get surprised at the ones that get the most answers and for this we had um 42 views and if you've got one on facebook alone, on facebook alone and uh, another sort of few on twitter so uh let let us know if we've missed any that you really love um first we've got sarah robinson um uh for, who said strike it lucky and here we go you ready and we've got an ad from youtube with youtube That's, kids you manage your family's got, experience do we like the theme tune on this one? No audio. No audio. Uh, 
Um, so that's not going to work. But um, Pedri, yeah, Pedri Floyd said only connect. Mm. Uh, Mark, Mark Newman said the chase. Although when I was very young, going for gold was my favourite. Apparently, have you ever? Do you know what going for gold no. is? Do, Ruth, do you remember going for gold? Yeah, I didn't watch it though, and I remember it being there. Yeah, it, it was this. Um, it was this really interesting show that had people from all over Europe just getting involved in a, a quiz. Um, so yeah, it was good. Um, Serena Dalby, Blockbusters, yeah. classic. Um, Desmond Carter said, "Going for gold, family fortunes, play your cards right, and catchphrase." Nick's, Nick Ramsden uh, loves a bit of bullseye. Um, clearly, come and have a look and see what you could have loved. One, um, uh, Trev said, "The chase and it's a knockout." Uh, Mike Christie said, "The chase is the best current quiz, but he loves a bit of blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank." <laughs> um, uh, Steve Dan said run around with Mike Reese. Uh, Roberta White said uh, loves 15 to 1 and now she loves the chase and eggheads uh, Francis Barrett said every Saturday I used to watch Big Break with my granddad Big Break? I, Big Break was amazing it was like a snooker based quiz show <laughs> um, like Bullseye was darts um Big Broke with Snooker. Um, Anita Hudson said, play your cards right. Now, we weirdly, the other year, we bought a big set of giant cards, didn't we? Do you remember? Yeah. So, on Christmas Day, we had our own game of uh, play, play your cards right. Al McCann said, ever, there's only, only one choice, got to be miles to mind. Um, uh, John Cook said, going for gold. Alice Joy said bullseye. John's just posted a meme of Jim Bowen waving and then falling over, which I'll have to watch later. Um, Hayley Bull said she likes Pointless, um, and they used to do one on Channel 5 called 100%. There was one, right, I remember, called, what was it called? It was hosted on Channel 5, hosted by Tim Vine, and I'm sure it was called Whittle or something like that. There's um, one right now where you've got... Not be the first, but you can't be the last either. Oh, and yeah. that... What's that called? That's like, no that's on Saturday nights, isn't it? I have no idea. Oh, I can't remember. And uh, Annie Flowers said Generation Game. Have you ever seen Generation no. Game? YouTube that. That's definitely worth a watch. Um, Mark Allen said, currently it's got to be Tipping Point. Now, the challenge I've got with Tipping Point <laughs> is the questions are just way too easy. Like, what the capital of France was one that you come up the other day. If it's a quiz, it's got to be just a, a tiny bit challenging. Um, and uh, Cassie Dames, uh, a friend of the show, mum of you, wife of me, said, not sure if it counts as a quiz show, but um, definitely catchphrase. Now, we have got a special guest who wants to pop her head in because she's sort of loitering in the background. Um, so, so <laughs> just here to pull her tongue out. Say bye to everybody, Sophie. You'd be. What about so, Twitter? Uh, oh, Twitter. Yeah, I'll have a look on Twitter. Ruth, um, what, what are you spending your time doing more of now you potentially got a little bit more time on your hands in lockdown yeah i mean i'm still delivering a lot of the things that i used to deliver live i'm now doing delivering in terms of webinars okay. um so i do make a point of going out with the dog and my husband every day 
um, and, and walking around. Luckily, we live right in the countryside, so we can do that without coming across other people. So I really appreciate how lucky we are to be able to, to do that. Um, yeah. So we, we, we do walk every day. But I'm spending more time cooking. I cook with my son. Most evenings we cook together and we eat together. And, and just being able to slow down and appreciate those things is really important. Yeah. But, you know, like everybody, having this change in the way that we're working is quite anxiety provoking. Sometimes I think, you know, as a positive psychologist, I should be able to, to handle those emotions better, but we all go yeah. through them and we, we have to just accept that they come. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking at my business and thinking about how I can do things differently online. I'm spending uh, some time, I'm working on a new uh, website at the moment. So I've got a lot to do in terms of, of work. It doesn't feel actually like I've got any more time. Same. It feels weirdly like the days are going faster. At the same, same, same here, same here. The only, thing, the only thing we need to cope with is making sure that um, we sort of just, because Sophie's eight, we've got homeschooling. And I didn't yeah. realise that I've got, the um second loudest dog in the world um and i'll say second because uh we interviewed i i started a live um a facebook live for my business as well um and we interviewed an accountant on there yesterday and he's got the loudest dog in the world so we uh, i don't know how that's worked but um we we seem to have just really loud animals and you don't realize when you're when you're uh not working around them but when you're working yeah. with them it's it's slightly different now thank you um to we've got one more answer um from oh no actually we've got a few uh tom ellis said it's a knockout dan gayler said the krypton factor that oh charlotte you've got to youtube the krypton factor that was that was amazing um uh uh um eve keith said probably the Krypton factor, but she was on the weakest link once, and she sent me a little photo of uh, Eve uh, on the weakest link. So that's that's really good. Um, what the weakest link? Uh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> um, but I want to end on potentially the oh, yes. the yes the one the one that I forgot about when it comes to game and quiz shows, um, and apart from nightmare. <gasps> Um, is probably it's probably my favourite 80s memory. Um, I'm, I'm I'm going. I don't know if you know this show, Ruth. I'm going with Pat Sharp. I'm going with Mullets. I'm going with whole lot of fun. Prizes can be won. It's Funhouse. Uh, I can't believe we missed Funhouse. Funhouse is brilliant. Funhouse I watched like amazing. seven episodes in a row once. Um, yeah, that that is absolutely brilliant. And on that note, apologies, Ruth, for that just frivolity and uh, just talking about mullets when you're talking about helping people. Um, but right, this is this is one of the things that worries me about being in lockdown. Uh, the limited amount of hair I've got left is going to be a real sign. Yeah, are you are you uh, are you going to be home barbering, Ruth? Is that is that how you're going to go? I'm already, as you can probably tell. Um, yeah, home home barbering just. Cut the, cut the fringe when I need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think I'll be going for a mullet, though. Are you going for a mullet? Uh, no, 